This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. I love a good shopping spree. It's like a treasure hunt. Looking through all the online shops, plopping cool items into your cart, and finally hitting confirm order. It can give you a rush. And I'm not talking metaphorically. Scientists have found that just by entering an online store can spark dopamine. Your body starts flooding your brain with this feel-good neurotransmitter, and you start chasing that high. There's some serious science behind online shopping. The sites are set up specifically to keep you hooked. There are entire neuromarketing research firms dedicated to turning your quick toilet paper trip to a crazy splurge. You can go onto Amazon just looking for a few basic cleaning supplies, and by the time you're done, your cart's loaded with new sneakers and a pool floaty shaped like a unicorn. Hey, it's happened. Not that I'm speaking from experience. Well, did you know that most shoppers spend less than a second deciding whether or not to make a purchase? And in that second, you're emotionally engaging in the product. But here's the kicker. Our primal ancestors didn't have to deal with temptations of online shopping. These instincts were designed to keep us safe from lions, tigers, and bears, and dinosaurs. But they're all here the same, and online shops, they know this. Amazon knows this better than any of its competitors. It's the world's largest online retailer. In 2019, it reported a net income of $11.59 billion. Wow. Well, let's just say you have $1 billion. Prince Ali bin Tahal of Saudi Arabia is the current owner of the world's most expensive private plane. It's a converted Airbus A380 super jumbo jet kitted out to his own specs. Now, inside the super jumbo jet, it has parking for his numerous luxury cars, a stable for his horses, a room for his hawks, because everybody needs to travel with them, and many more incredible extras. There's all these bedrooms and bathrooms and dining and a disco hall and entertainment areas that you would expect in this ultra-spec double-decker jumbo jet. Well, how much did this plane cost? Oh, just a mere $500 million. Or you could spend all $11 billion and own, well, probably between 10 and 11 NFL teams or really whatever else you could dream of. Amazon.com sells more than 12 million products, and in 2017, they shipped over 5 billion items worldwide. Wow. 95 million Americans have an Amazon Prime membership. I bet you that's higher. In fact, I bet you you are an Amazon customer. We all are. And that means that you really need to pay special attention to this podcast because today we're busting some of the biggest scams that you can find on Amazon. Some of these scams that we're going to be talking about can be found really on any online website. But since Amazon's so large, there are some specific scams that you've really got to watch out for. Scammers use complex techniques to trick you. And honestly, it's really scary. These people are ruthless. They're organized and they're driven. They'll do whatever they can to take our money. And luckily, by listening to this episode, you are now enrolled in, let's just call it Amazon Scams 101. I'm going to take you through all the new schemes that you've got to watch out for. Now, remember what I said earlier about how online shops like Amazon, they use psychology to draw you in. Well, unfortunately, so do the scammers. They're committed to catching you off guard, and they've got tons of tricks to tear your money from your hands. But by the end of this podcast, you'll be ready for any con that comes your way. 
This is essential listening for anyone really who shops online. So stick around. You don't want to miss a minute of this. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Scams have been around since the dawn of time, but they're worse now than ever before. The numbers are staggering, and now we've got coronavirus scams to watch out for. According to the Federal Trade Commission, this new type of scam has cost $13.4 million so far this year. And let me put that number into a bit more context for you. Google blocks more than 100 million phishing emails every single day. About 18 million of them are coronavirus-related. So you've got to be more careful of scams now than ever before. And these scam artists are getting more and more creative. They've got so many different ways to trick you. It's almost impressive. Almost being the key word here. Now, I've always found that one of the best ways to protect yourself is to stay informed. You know, knowledge is power. And in this podcast, we're going to break down why people scam you and the specific scams you're going to find on Amazon. And joining us here on this podcast is Bree Fowler. She's from Consumer Reports. So, Bree, you write a lot about scams, and they've been around, well, ever since the beginning of time, even the Internet. But it seems like over the last five years, scams have totally taken over. Well, we always joke that, um, you know, security experts will tell you that things like phishing emails date back to snail mail, that... You know, the Nigerian prince was first um, something that you saw, uh, you know, through actual mail. (laughs) And then when, you know, mail moved online, so did the scams. If only all the scams were as easy to spot as the call or email from a so-called Nigerian prince. But scam orders are incredibly creative. Now, Brie, I want to talk about scamming trends. Since we've been dealing with scams for so long, we see new types of tricks pop out left and right. Now, I'm curious about your perspective. When scammers target people, they're always searching for new ways to get your money. But sometimes it feels like, well, to me, that they are using the same old tricks, but just new disguises. They're definitely constantly innovating. And scams, um, you know, when you're writing a scam, it's kind of like writing a news story. Uh, You have to, you know, have a news peg get people interested. Um, You you want to grab their attention because people are getting tons and tons of email. Um, So you see scams that are, that are focused on things like natural disasters uh, that, you know, they may be posing as a charity that's trying to raise money to help people or, you know, around black Friday, we see tons of online shopping scams. So scammers have different tricks. They roll out depending on the type of year. Uh, Give us an example. You know, around Valentine's Day, we saw tons of lonely heart scams. Um, You wouldn't think people fell for stuff like that still, but, you know, they they do. It's so sad to think of innocent people who are just looking for love getting swindled by criminals. So these lonely heart scams have been around since the days of dial-up modems. But I wonder if some of our younger listeners may not know exactly what they are. So give us a quick rundown. You know, something where um, maybe someone would join... Uh, an online dating uh, platform, and then send scammy messages to someone that they've targeted, or even just spam emails, you know, saying that there's someone living abroad and, 
you know, they, they notice your profile and they like you. And, and, you know, eventually it ends up that they're, they're asking for money generally. And these type of scams rake in huge amounts of cash. Get this. In 2018, there were 18,000 people who got caught up in romance fraud. Want to guess how much money they lost altogether? You're not going to believe this. $362 million. Yeah. And there's a new trend that you have to watch out for. Scammers will target people looking for love and then turn them into money mules for laundering. Basically, a cyber criminal poses as an online boyfriend or girlfriend. They'll convince their sweetheart they love them, but they need them to open a bank account. Then they'll use that account to transfer money for laundering or other criminal activities. It's scary, and this can occur anywhere. Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, even online dating sites that look legitimate. There are a lot of fishy websites that will charge you money for talking with people from another country. In reality, you may not really be speaking to the person in those photos. You may be talking to someone completely different. Over time, after they get your confidence, they're going to start asking for money until eventually you've lost a fortune trying to please a sweetheart you've never even seen. The American dollar goes a long way in Ukraine. She needs to buy clothes for herself. She needs to pay for the cable, internet. So every time I get a paycheck, I send her money. Over the years, I've sent $40,000 to Maria. Crazy, isn't it? But anyone can be targeted. Heck, even if a scammer doesn't try to charm you, they might steal your photos to hurt others. If there are any service members listening, watch out. Con artists are using photos of military men to create imposter Facebook accounts. They target single or widowed women flirting through direct messages. They'll court their victims for weeks, maybe even months, maybe even years. But once the victim is emotionally attached in this fake relationship, she's in trouble. Before long, the scammers start asking for gift cards and money. Eventually, they'll be asking you to wire transfer thousands of dollars. It's scary to think about, but that's why you've got to be really careful, especially on Facebook. It's the number one go-to site for catfishing schemes. So next time you're on Facebook and you get a message from a flirty stranger with a cute profile photo, I really want you to think twice before you engage at all. And always be careful when a stranger comes on too strong. It's likely that they see you as less of a sweetheart and more of an ATM. And speaking of stranger danger, I want to talk about one of the biggest Amazon scams people have got to watch out for. So, Brie, fake calls are a huge issue. I've spoken a lot about robocalls, both on Commando.com and my podcast and my national radio show. But let's talk about calls for just a moment from Amazon specifically. Now, there are scammers who will call you up claiming to be from Amazon. They'll sound professional. They'll offer to help you set up an Amazon affiliate account. Woohoo! And they're well-researched. They'll pretend to be an Amazon employee, and they give you a great sales pitch. They'll go on and on about how terrific an affiliate account is. They'll ask you to pay a setup fee, a website fee, and a maintenance fee. But guess what? It's a scam. You can sign up for your own Amazon affiliate account online for free. And if you're not sure what an affiliate account is, that's where you link to Amazon products and you get a small commission. So, Bree, this is a scam that's got a lot of layers. The scammers call you. They prepare their pitch. A lot of people are falling for this. They get convinced that they're talking to a professional, an Amazon employee. So these scammers are impersonating Amazon employees and, well, other big names, too. Oh, sure. I mean, not just Amazon, but also Microsoft or Apple. They'll say, 
you know, that your Apple ID is locked or that someone has hacked your account and that they need your information to go in and reset things and fix things. Um, you know, companies like Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, they're never going to call you on the phone and, and say stuff like this. We've also seen around tax time where people will, will call or email saying that they're from the IRS and that you're delinquent on your taxes. And the IRS definitely never never sends robocalls, doesn't send emails. You know, everything they do is through the mail. Definitely. If you get a phone call from the IRS, that is absolutely a red flag. Block the number and report it. It's a pretty common scheme. And I want to ask you about the people who are making the calls. Who's on the other line? Are these scammers lone wolves or are they whole organizations of criminals who are actually calling you up? You know, when it comes to cybercrime in general, it's really hard to attribute um, anything. I mean, there there's so many layers. There's such anonymity. Um, it could be anyone from, you know, the kid down the street to organized crime located overseas. I mean, there's definitely tons of cybercrime operating in, in countries that don't extradite to the U.S. Um, it's It's a lot easier to get away with things over there. I know. It's strange to imagine organizations of people who are trained to trick you. I mean, are they actually getting acting classes? I mean, in reality, yes, they're given total scripts to follow. There are lines of conversation that they'll try to take you down, and every road leads to one place, getting your personal information so that they can steal your data, your login information, and your money. Right, Bree? Oh, sure. I mean, they set up, organizations, especially overseas, will set up call centers. I mean, you, you see these a lot with, um, you know, we all get those robocalls and, you know, that's all automated. But, you know, if they can get you to press one to connect to an operator, they'll put you, you know, uh, on the phone with, with one of their staff members. And a lot of times these are, you know, just decent people in other countries that are trying to make a living. We have to take cultural differences into account, sure. I mean, a lot of other countries have tons of misconceptions about Americans, You've got your typical stereotypes that Americans are loud and we all love beer. And there's also the stereotype that Americans are rich, really rich. And this is especially true for third world countries. For example, in Malaysia, if you make $40,000 a year, that's enough to buy a manor with servants. Here in the United States, it's really just an average income. But folks with barely any money to their name may look at you and think you're filthy rich. It's a little hard to imagine, but to some people overseas, you're living the Downton Abbey lifestyle. It sounds strange to imagine yourself as somebody who's living in Downton Abbey, but it's how some people may see you, basically. When people from other countries are working in these call centers targeting Americans for scams, they don't see what they're doing as hurtful. They may think, hmm, well, so what if I take a few thousand dollars from this fat cat? It's not like it's going to hurt them. Losing a few thousand dollars will be nothing to an American. But as you and I both know, that's a devastating loss. Bottom line, always take cultural differences into account. Scammers aren't always coming from a place of malice. It's often just a lack of empathy. And that brings us to the second scam to watch out for. This is a con Amazon Prime users really have to look out for. You'll get a call that someone's been using your account credentials. Okay, that's frightening. While you're off balance and freaked out, the scammer offers to swoop in and save the day. There's just one thing they need to come to your rescue. Of course, you know your account credentials. 
Out of the kindness of their heart, they'll offer to get into your computer to help you remove the problem. Now, Bree, it's common for scammers trying to gain complete access to your computer, right? Sure. Um, you know, usually uh, it's easier if they have you go to a website. I mean, this is what you'll see in phishing emails. There'll be a hyperlink or an attachment, and that hyperlink might take you to a mirror website. Um, that looks a lot like your bank or it looks a lot like a major retailer. And it'll ask you for your login credentials or maybe your Gmail address and password. And once they have access to that, <laughs> that's pretty much the keys to the kingdom. Absolutely. So let's say someone gets an email like that. They click on the link, but they're not sure if this website is really Amazon or not. You know, it used to be that they were really obvious, just like phishing emails used to be, you know, written in poor English, um, you know, not complete sentences, things like that. But they've gotten a lot more sophisticated. What you can do is hover your mouse over the domain, the, the web address, to see if it actually is, you know, what what you think it is. Um, but, you know, generally we advise people don't click on attachments, don't click on hyperlinks, you know, whether it's your bank or a retailer, you're much better just going directly to the website. Definitely. I always advise my readers and listeners to avoid clicking suspicious links, really any link that you get from somebody you don't know. It's always safer to manually type in the URL or even do a quick Google search. It only takes a few seconds, so it's a convenient way to stay safe. But let's say someone doesn't do this. They fall for the scam. They're in deep water. They don't know what to do next. I imagine there's a factor of shame that can keep victims silent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely that that's the last thing you want to do. Um, you know, Amazon and other companies are well aware of these kinds of problems. If you call them, they will definitely be able to verify whether something's legitimate or not. And, and from there, you know, they, they might be able to refer to you to some kind of, of law enforcement. But, uh, you know, it, it's just really hard to fix this kind of stuff once it's happened. That's what I want to remind everyone, that you should not be ashamed if you fall for a scam. These people use sophisticated techniques to get you wrapped around their finger. We're going to get into the nitty-gritty and give you the lowdown on what to watch out for. And I'm also going to share some of the scams that are trending right now. Now, some of these scams we're talking about might have already targeted you. One of the cons we're going to be talking about actually targeted me. That's right, no one's safe from scammers. But stick around because Bree and I, we're going to teach you more about Amazon scams that you need to watch out for. So stay right where you are. Christmas is right around the corner and Amazon sales are sure to spike. In 2019, the Statistica Research Department wanted to see which online stores Americans prefer to holiday shopping. Well, 91% of respondents said they use Amazon to buy their Christmas gifts. Wow, 91%. While we're throwing out some crazy numbers, let me hit you with some other news. In 2019, online retail for America's holiday season raked in $119 billion. So there's really no way to downplay the fact that tons of folks are going to be hitting up Amazon in the months to come. Unfortunately, scammers want to get their hands in the pie, too. So you've got to be watching out for some common scams. Scammers don't care about cheating you while you're just trying to make your friends and family happy. I mean, they'll cheat lonely hearts out of a year's salary without a twinge of guilt. 
It's frightening when you think about the ruthless tactics out there. So, Brie, we've spoken about how organized crime has its fingers in the pie, so to speak. But there are also lone wolves that will try to trick you. And there are even call centers overseas that steal your money. What's legal in the U.S. may go unpunished in their country. Let's talk for just a second about the legal aspect of scamming. How hard is it for the victims to get back at the scammers? I mean, how likely are you to see your scammer get just their desserts? It's very difficult to track these people down, especially if they're overseas. Um, a lot of times, you know, I've talking to, talked to people with the FBI and the Secret Service. They, they know who these guys are, um, but they can't get to them. And it's, it's really, really hard to enforce laws uh, on an international basis. I mean, if, if there's someone locally or someone in this country, which there are people who do try to do this in, in the United States, usually not to the degree of success that, that the oversight, overseas groups do, um, you know, maybe you have some luck there, but it never hurts to try. Definitely. But of course, you don't want to get to that point. That's why I'm telling you all about Amazon scams you've got to watch out for. So, Brie, we've covered two big scams that hurt Amazon shoppers. People pretending your account was compromised and people calling with an offer to help set up an affiliate account. Well, let's talk for just a moment about some of the other scams. And I actually saw this one firsthand. On my phone, it was a delivery confirmation notice from Amazon. Looked totally legit. I never got one of these before. And, Brie, we've spoken about how there are some scamming trends. You know, people are always, they're coming up with new ideas. They're trying to just basically try to make things look realistic. I mean, especially around the holidays, we see those fake FedEx and UPS tracking emails um, that'll have the barcode and your information, your address, things like that. I mean, especially when we're all shopping and we're all getting packages from other people during the holidays, um, those, you know, generally go unnoticed a lot of the time. I knew this was a scam the moment I saw it. But let's say an Amazon shopper just opens their email. They see a fake order confirmation. They click on it because they have no reason to believe it's not authentic. After all, this person may think that only Amazon knows about their account. They may think it's impossible for a scammer to get their username or even their sign-up email. Let's go behind the scenes for just a second. Where do they get this intel? Well, sadly, a lot of this information is, is just online, um, either for sale in Internet forums or posted in, in public places. It's not hard to figure out where people live. Um, hackers will take information that they've gotten from data breaches. Um, you know, when companies like Target were, were hacked and, you know, they, they left something like 40 million emails credit card numbers, addresses, the hackers, that information will circulate around the internet for years. And, you know, it may not seem like a big deal that, that your address is out there, but it really can cause problems. We've spoken a lot about data breaches on this Tech You Should Know podcast. As a matter of fact, we have a whole episode on Have I Been Pwned, the world's largest database of stolen online account information. Well, long story short, everyone's at risk of a data breach. Best case scenario, you can change your password and username so hackers can't break into your accounts. Worst case scenario, you could be a victim of identity theft. People can commit crimes in your name. And when you're framed for money laundering, tax evasion, or who knows what else... That's it. I mean, the police aren't going to sit for tea and scones and listen to your sad tale of woe. They're going to take you in, and you could be in some serious legal trouble.
Now, we've made it clear that Amazon shoppers can be targeted through their phones and email, but not every scam will go after you. Let's talk about fake listings. There are lots of counterfeit goods floating around on Amazon. Most Amazon listings aren't actually for items sold by the site itself. In fact, they're sold by third-party sellers. And I don't mean to imply at all that you can't trust all the third-party sellers. Tons of them are really great people with high-quality items. But there are a lot of people out there who are peddling low-quality items. I'm talking about crummy $1 knives that are being mislabeled under professional brands. There are sleeping mats the FDA says that could suffocate infants. Heck, there's even expired baby food. Luckily, Amazon's usually swift at cracking down on the sellers, but this issue is unavoidable. It's everywhere. And unlike the scams we've spoken about earlier, it doesn't come to you. Instead, people often walk right into the scam. And do you know the reason why this problem is so widespread? Fake reviews. Here's a clip from CNBC. From counterfeit goods to fake N95 masks, price gouging to disappearing orders, shoppers on Amazon have a growing need to proceed with caution before clicking buy now. Since Amazon's early days, reviews are the one big metric customers rely on to determine the quality and authenticity of a product. Turns out, many of those reviews can't be trusted. Yep, it's not enough for these sellers to peddle low-quality and even dangerous items. They've also got to flood Amazon with false reviews meant to trick buyers like you that the product's okay. So, Brie, why are fake Amazon reviews so prevalent? Why can't they just stop it? What do you think? Well, I mean, there is there is a lot of, you know, uh, fake things, less quality items that, that are able to be sold on Amazon by third-party sellers. But, you know, most people, when they're shopping for something, they go for something that has a lot of reviews and has a lot of stars. I mean, I know I do that. But it's important to go through and actually read the reviews. I, I remember looking for some kind of consumer tech item and going through the reviews and realizing that the reviews were from another item uh, that was a pair of pants. So <laughs> they'll literally find ways to copy and paste reviews into there um, just to boost their, you know, the, the number of reviews and the number of stars that they have. Okay, that's just good common sense. When you're looking for something to buy, you want something that's worked for other people. But Oftentimes, the sellers have paid people to write false reviews. And like you said, they just copy and paste reviews from similar products. And they do all of this because the more reviews they have, the better it looks to buyers. Right. I mean, and, and also, you know, the more reviews you have, the higher something is going to rise in search results. Yep. Big websites like Amazon rely on algorithms to keep things running smoothly. Unfortunately, bad agents know exactly how to trick the system. When you're buying things on Amazon and looking through reviews, make sure that you look for reviews that refer to the product being sold. It sounds strange, but think about it this way. If a scammer is copying and pasting reviews, they're going to go for the most generic ones like, hey, works well, so happy with my purchase. If you find 100 generic reviews like that, big red flag, try to find reviews that specifically refer to the item that you're about to purchase. So it's good for you to keep this in mind. A large amount of reviews isn't necessarily a good sign. Brie, what other signs for people to look out for? I mean, you just kind of have to, to read everything. Um, I mean, obviously, you can't read all of them. With Amazon and with Yelp and with any other kind of consumer review site, you always kind of want to throw out the high and the lows. <laughs> usually what something is actually, you know, the, the quality is usually somewhere in the middle. 
Um, if something just doesn't seem right and doesn't pass the smell test, you should just move on to something else. And also, if something looks too good to be true, you know, whether you're seeing it for sale on Amazon or in a Facebook pop-up ad or in an email, you know, it probably is. Yeah, that's right. Fake reviews are so common that there are even how-to videos on YouTube. Search fake Amazon reviews on YouTube and you'll find videos teaching other people how to write fake reviews. You can learn anything online. And in this video, I'm going to show you how to get free stuff from Amazon by writing fake reviews. Now, it is a little bit shady, but I did get a free steamer, Bluetooth headset, a QI wireless charger, and even an office chair. Shady indeed. Coming up, we're going to talk about the last big Amazon scam you've got to watch out for. We're also going to dive into the psychological tactics that these scammers use. This way, when new scams emerge, you'll notice the patterns and subtle signs of a trick. We've got some great stuff coming your way, so sit tight. Welcome back to Tech You Should Know, your number one source for everything digital. Today we're talking about the biggest scams on Amazon. Well, there's some other scams. Imagine if you just got something in the mail that you didn't pay for from Amazon. What? Yes. Here's a Fox 10 news report with some more information. And a consumer alert for you tonight. Amazon customers might be the target of a new scam. Mysterious packages that you didn't order showing up on your door. Uh, they call this brushing, and the scammers are cleaning up big time. Here's what's happening. Sellers create fake accounts to order their own merchandise. Then they send the items to random addresses, including yours. Well, Bree, it's pretty scammy, isn't it? Well, I think it's just something to, you know, suck people in. And people feel guilty, too. You know, if they they get something in the mail, they feel like they, they owe a response, they owe, you know, something in return. That's why charities will send you a dollar <laughs> or free, you know, address labels or something like that. You know, you, you get sucked in a little bit. Um, but, you know, we haven't really seen this on the scale of, you know, something like phishing emails or, Facebook pop-up ads. I mean, that, my mom fell for a Facebook scam and ended up buying uh, counterfeit Ray-Ban sunglasses. Well, was she able to get her money back? Oh, yeah. She, she of course, called me after the fact, but she had to cancel her credit card. Um, the sunglasses did show up uh, in a box from China covered in custom stamps, and uh, she thought about mailing them back, but I mean, a scam company is not going to come after you. They, they basically went straight in the trash. Right. These brushing scams don't always give away the items for free. Often they'll order these items in your name and you'll get an email saying, hey, thanks for your purchase. What you've got to do then is to change your Amazon account information. You may even cancel your bank card too. I think that's a great idea because it could have been compromised. And let Amazon know. Report it. I get it. Sitting on the phone with customer service can be exhausting. But actually, Amazon's pretty good about this. Bree, I found it interesting when you said that brushing scams often try to make people feel guilty. I mean, when you get a free item, it's like a gift. Gifts incite gratitude, which may make you want to leave a great review. But don't let someone pressure you. A surefire sign of a scam is emotional manipulation. They're trying to raise your emotions and silence the logical parts of your brain. That way, you'll be more vulnerable to suggestion. Yeah. I mean, they're preying on your fear. 
They're trying to get you to act quickly and not think. Um, it's just like sales, you know. If it's a limited time offer, you're going to jump quick and you're not going to think about it. You're not going to take a beat and go, oh, maybe this, this doesn't sound quite right. Um, you know, right now we're seeing coronavirus scams because people are afraid. People want information. There's been a lot of scams that are offering cures or, you know, back when masks were in short supply, they were offering discounted masks. And, you know, these all just turned out to be fake. Really? Masks? What about these masks was fake? I'm curious. They would either never get it or they wouldn't be of good quality or the site would just collect their credit card information, their personal information, and, uh, you know, use that for their own purposes. It's just horrible that scammers will try to use a worldwide pandemic to trick people and make money. But this is no new things. They've been taking advantage of worldwide events forever. Definitely. I mean, whether it's a disaster, whether it's the holidays, you know, whether whether it's coronavirus or whatever's going on, it's, it's definitely they're, they're trying to get your attention. And that is the best way to do it often. So when you're speaking with someone on the phone claiming to be from Amazon or you get an email from someone claiming to be from Amazon, take a second to just relax. How are you feeling? Are you nervous, anxious, fearful? Cyber criminals want to make you think that your account is in danger or that you're going to be on the hook for some false order. I think it's mainly fear, Brie. What do you think? Mainly it's fear and also, yes, that, that fear of missing out and that, that sense of urgency. I mean, these are themes that we've seen for a long time. And then also, you know, people who are lonely and, um, you know, are, are looking for someone to talk to with a, with a lonely heart scan. Um, you know, senior citizens are especially susceptible to things like this. Um, just, just scams in general. They may not be the most tech-savvy people out there. But also, you know, studies have found that millennials fall victim to these things, too, um, just because they're, you know, they, they're not as worried about privacy as you might think. You know, you would think that a generation raised on the Internet would be well aware of cyber safety. But then again, with all the different types of scams out there, it makes sense that some would aim for different demographics. What about millennials, Bray? It's hard to tell. I mean, we don't have a lot of data on that right now. Um, but, you know, definitely things that are more on social media. Instagram lately has become, you know, it has has had its own problems with scams, you know, fake accounts, fake uh, ads, things like that. Um, but definitely social media. Well, with all the traffic on platforms like Twitter, Instagram or TikTok, there are sure to be some unique scams that try to catch younger folks off guard. I mean, there are Instagram love scams. You think that older people would be falling for lonely heart scams, but really anyone's susceptible. And of course, scammers will pose as employees with social media companies. They'll shoot you email or even call you up saying that they need to verify your account. And always watch out for bots in the comments section. It's kind of exhausting when you think about it. I mean, it's like there are tricksters lurking around every corner, and they are. Yeah, I mean, you have to trust your gut, just like with anything else online. If something seems off, something seems too good to be true, you know, there, there's you're not going to miss out on much if you just delete it, if you just move along to something else. Um, with retailers, with your bank, with the government, go directly to their websites. Um, you know, and if you've gotten uh, a call from your boss, I mean, that's another coronavirus thing. We've seen a lot of work from home people being targeted, uh, people trying to impersonate HR departments, uh, payroll, things like that to get company information. You have to think about those things as well.
Well, phishing scams are the worst. They've been increasing during COVID-19. It's not surprising that they're so popular. Phishing attacks are easy for hackers to pull off. All it takes is one person making the mistake of opening up a malicious email. Then presto, a hacker has full access to your messages, contacts, and personal data. But you've got to look out for more than just phishing emails. Remember how we spoke about hackers impersonating professionals? Well, it turns out they also impersonate people from your company. They'll call you up and claim to be your boss, HR, or another coworker. They'll say something outrageous to get you off guard. They may say you're in trouble or that your employee account is down or you're in trouble with HR. They want you nervous and they want you scared. They want you to get into that chicken little mindset. The sky is falling! The sky is falling! Once they've got you all riled up, they'll ask for your login information. Do not give it to them. Even if it sounds exactly like your coworker, it's not a good practice to ever give out this sensitive information. Even if you're 90% positive it's not a scam, that 10% feeling of doubt should stop you in your tracks. So here's my advice. If someone calls you up claiming to be from your company, tell them that you can't speak on the phone right now. Then shoot them an email and ask, hey, I just got a call from someone claiming to be you. Was that you? Is this legit? Always take that extra step. Yeah, I mean, you're you're never hurt by doing something like that. I mean, your company would probably be happy. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of companies right now are running uh, phishing and scam training where, you know, they're, they're doing this on purpose to see who's going to fall for stuff like this. So it, it's always important to be on your toes. Phishing scams are definitely becoming more commonplace, and it's a serious threat to companies. Yeah, I mean, what what's changed has then especially when you're looking at security on the corporate level, there is so much information out there. You know, everyone knows now to ignore the Nigerian prince, but if they have your HR person's name, an email address that looks very much like that, um, you know, personal information about you, it's a, it's a lot more likely you're going to fall for that. And, you know, LinkedIn is super helpful for scammers when it comes to filling in those holes when, for information. That's right. It takes a single Google search for a hacker to find your LinkedIn account. And from there, they can find a whole cast of characters to play in their next big scam. So, Bree, what do you think about LinkedIn? Well, I think that's, um, you know, kind of up to you and your career path. I mean, if you're, you're actively looking for a job and your information needs to be out there, which, you know, a lot of people now are hurting and they need to find jobs. Um, you know, maybe it's more important that you just be wary. And, you know, a lot of these problems could just be solved by picking up the phone or shooting an email to a known address. That's a good point. Actually, I've got a funny side story for you guys. It's about one of our producers, Serena O'Sullivan. Now, before she started working with us, she was desperate for a job in her field. She applied for over 100 jobs on LinkedIn, ZipRecruiter, Monster, you name it. Then she got an email from director at penguinrandomhouse.com. It offered her a digital editor position. They said they were interested in setting up an interview. She was so excited. I mean, so excited that when they asked for her address and email, she just sent it off. She had gone without a job for six months, and it seemed like she finally found her lucky break. So she totally ignored the syntax errors in the email. She agreed to an interview. It was supposed to be over Skype, but they claimed to be too busy to see her on camera. It sounded strange. But she had looked up her interviewer on LinkedIn, and she confirmed that he was an editor with Penguin Random House. So she contacted him through the chat box at LinkedIn, and soon enough, alarm bells started ringing in her head. 
She then looked up the email, which looked legit, but when she Googled it, the first results sent her to a thread about a new scam. With scarlet cheeks, she realized she'd been so eager for a job, she'd fallen for an obvious trap. Luckily, the scammer she was speaking with had asked her to confirm her address. She then typed a quick response. She said, hey, the address I gave you earlier was actually an old one. Can you update my information with my new address? The scammer, chast- the scammer chastised her, but he accepted the new address, and of course, she sent him to a nearby McDonald's. And afterwards, she resolved to never make the same mistake. And that's just one example of the types of scams that target job seekers. So listen to the advice that Bree and I are giving you. Trust your gut. Before you leave, Bree, any other scams? You know, I, I think it's just that people feel like it's always going to happen to someone else. That they think, well, I'm smart. I'm tech savvy. They're not going to pull one by me because it's just not going to happen to me. But really, I mean, these scams have gotten so much more sophisticated. The, the sales pitch and the method of attack really hasn't changed that much in, you know, the last 10 years. What's changed is is that it's a lot easier for them to make it convincing. So it's up to us as, you know, consumers, as employees, as just regular people to be on the lookout for this kind of stuff. Absolutely. Stay vigilant, stay educated, and stay up to date with the latest in tech. Bree, thanks for being here. Sure, anytime. Thanks a lot. Okay, this podcast covered a lot, but before we wrap up, let's go over all the great lessons that we've given today. Scams are everywhere. The FBI says that in 2018, scam artists took Americans for $2.7 billion. These criminals can be anyone, from the teen down the street to a gang of criminals overseas. And if you're one of the millions of people who use Amazon, you're at risk for specific scams targeting customers. Watch out for calls from Amazon employees who try to help you sign up for affiliate accounts. Remember, there's a good deal out there. Employees don't have to call you up to pitch it, and they certainly don't ever need access to your computer. Keep an eye out for fake order confirmations as well as fake reviews. And if an item you didn't order shows up at your door, check your account and change all your login credentials and your bank account information. These are some of the biggest Amazon scams to watch out for. But just remember, these scam artists are constantly innovating. Now, The Kim Commando Show is my national radio show. You can find it on over 400 top stations from coast to coast. And it's available as a podcast, but you can only get this podcast over at GetKim.com. Once again, that's GetKim.com. You get the three-hour podcast and access to the Q&A forms and a whole bunch of other things. And you get 30-day free trial. After that, it's just a few bucks a month. We have discounts for military vets, service personnel, and seniors. And that address is GetKim.com. And I want to say thank you to our guests on this podcast, Bree Fowler from Consumer Reports, and also to our producers, Mike James and Cassie Zimrek, who always keep things running smoothly in our audio world. And a special thanks to our producer, Serena O'Sullivan, for both her work writing this script and for sharing her story with us. It's so appreciated. And I appreciate you being here and listening to this podcast. And if you like this podcast, share it out. I bet you can help your family and friends. And thanks for listening. I'm Kim Commando. Commando.